This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. I am Leighton. And I am Christy. And this is Cheers to Parenting. A couple's guide to parenthood. On this bi-monthly podcast, we'll pull a topic from our parenting tip jar and then discuss. Using parenting skills we've learned over the years of parenting our three children. Which combined gives us 60 plus years experience with the good, bad, and ugly of parenthood. Perfect kids? Nope. Expert parenting? Absolutely not. But it's worked for us. Give us a listen at anchor.fm slash cheers to parenting pod. Advice from birth. Until you get them off your payroll. Excuse me, I have extraordinary credentials and a tremendous depth of experience. Let's talk about Yale. Let's talk about Princeton. What about Yale and Princeton? Couple of great schools. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. All right. Uh, yes, we're back. And so as we put up on uh, Twitter and Instagram, we figured since we did Remington Steel, and we talked about it in the last episode too, didn't we? We did. We just Yeah, we decided to do uh, Moonlighting, another detective private eye show, whatever. Yeah. With uh, male, female leads, some of the same things. And... Funny enough, uh, the writer and the creator of this show uh, worked on the first several episodes of Remington Steel, and that's how that all worked out. Interesting. And then I can kind of see the crossover a little bit. Right, exactly. Like, he wasn't the creator of Remington Steel, but um, it was, like, or maybe the first season, I think. I don't know. It was something along those lines. But <laughs> I didn't, we, I, don't, I forgot what episode or what season it is, but uh, Pierce Brosnan does pop in to moonlighting as yep. remington steel uh does he really Mm-hmm. that's fantastic i think it's i think it's in season three so um okay because yeah remington steel started a few I years think season before, three. before moonlighting right uh i think it was what year was what year was remington, remington steel? steel i think it was 82 and moonlighting was 85. okay yeah this was 85 yeah okay yeah yeah very cool so well, yeah, no, created by uh, Glenn Gordon Karen. Karen, 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 Karen I don't Karen. know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so he was one of the producers on Remington Steel. But the other thing is, too, which we have to get to eventually sometime we have to remember this. But um, we'll talk more about this uh, uh, later. But the show was overall. But Riptide. I do not remember this. Riptide did basically a parody of this show. Because I guess they followed Moonlighting and uh, during one of the years. And they were about ready to be canceled because Riptide didn't last that long. And they did an episode uh, where they had two, uh, two detectives and they were acting as mentors to them. Uh, Rosalind Grant and Carrie Russell. Was, it's supposed to be a pl- uh, play on like Carrie Grant and Rosalind Russell. But really it was shaped a lot like um moonlighting which moonlighting is kind of a takeoff in those movies with uh, them anyway but um anyway i guess but 
I guess they uh, uh, NBC explicitly promoted it as a moonlighting parody, and it got a lot of public uh, publicity, basically. But they kind of had to go, "Hey ho, ho, no, we we like moonlighting. We're just it's an homage, not right, right. we're not making fun of it." So anyway, the episode was called "If You Can't Beat Them, Join Them." So uh, I think it was like their second to last episode of the uh, Riptide. So go check it out. Which where do we? I don't remember where we found Riptide. Yeah, I don't know either. Riptide, much like this show, did not have that many episodes, so it's not easy to find in syndication like Moonlighting. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So all right, um, real real quick, Moonlighting. Everyone knows where the show is. Maddie Hayes, David Addison, Sybil Shepherd, uh, Bruce Willis. Um, so I just want to get a little bit real quick in the background stuff. This show only lasted, it was five seasons, but only 66 episodes, <laughs> which is very light, Yeah, uh, obviously. Part of the problem, now the first season was only six episodes, it was a mid-season replacement, so that makes sense. But this show, so as... Well, Mike, my, I think it was yesterday, right? You were telling me, you're like, I'm like 30 minutes into it. I don't know if I have enough time to finish. I go, it's going to take you a while because yeah. there's so much happening, so much dialogue, so much happening every show. Like, you're trying to take notes. You're constantly going back. Yeah. Because yeah. you're missing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. A whole and, lot of pausing as I went through and had to, had to jot things. Yeah. Oh, I did that, like, so many times. Yeah. And that was one of the things, I guess, like, this show – the each script was like double the length of a normal show, so it would take them double the time. And I kind of remember this now, but remember back in the day. So I guess a lot of times you wouldn't know if it was going to be a rerun or not because they didn't know if they'd have the episode finished, and all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, rerun. Oh, really? Like, shit. But remember that? Remember? Do you remember watching TV back then? And you'd be like, the, the show would be starting, and then you'd see that little R pop up yeah. on the screen, and you're like, God damn it. Yeah, I do remember that. And I if you were totally lucky, forgot. like the TV guide would have like uh, an R printed next to it, but right. But, but we never bought. We, never we didn't buy sure. the TV guide. Yeah, yeah we didn't yeah, buy we, the TV we used guide. Whatever came with the newspaper, you know. Right. Exactly. Cheaper, yeah. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We weren't uh, rich enough to have the TV guide it, delivered it, it, to our it, house it, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I remember watching the show and everything, but I don't. Uh, and I remembered the premise. To some degree, um, well, I yeah. I definitely didn't remember the details. So. No, and uh, same way with me. Like I knew the basic premise, but I didn't know how they got to that point. So right, it's kind of right. interesting when we see that happen. But um, but I also do remember that Civil uh, Shepherd and Bruce Willis were not getting along too well, at least in the end. And right in real life, um, right? Yes, or behind and the scenes. I didn't, yeah, yeah, and I didn't realize, and I do remember kind of, but. Like in the fourth season, I guess they barely were ever in the same episode together. Really? Because she had had twins, and he broke his clavicle, I think, skiing. So he was out. So they were doing a lot of episodes with Mr. Pesto, Agnes, and uh, um, shoot, he's not in this episode, but the the uh, kind of the guy that was he he you'll see in, in other episodes. I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, they would do a lot of episodes based on them, and people just started tuning out, and that's when the show kind of started dying. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, and uh, anyway, so let's just try to get into it, and we'll bring up other stuff as we go along. All right. 
You want to start us off? All right. So I, I, I want to start out with like the title sequence or the opening. It was like a uh, like an early YouTube video with the text <laughs> scrolling like from both sides of the screen, black and white. And then I don't uh, know if that was like that later either. If it was just for the pilot, yeah, I don't, sure. it was almost like they didn't have anything ready, so they just like <laughs> did, they did that, you know? uh, which is yeah. fine if they focus more on the script or whatever than the right. the, the opening. I'm cool with that. So this, this so all right, opening scene: this guy wakes up next to his wife. Alarm goes off on his watch, I think, and he wakes up. And Alarm goes off somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. I guess it was, probably wasn't his watch. And like he kisses his wife. Could have been a kiss, yeah. Gets dressed. It looks like he's going to go running, and he, you know, gives her another kiss, and okay, all, all's good. So, um, his name is Jonathan, and he's out the door. And then um, next, this like old wind-up alarm clock goes off, like the old alarm clock that you actually had to physically wind that had the two little bells on top. That goes off like something you'd see like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what I was thinking. So the, the clock goes off, and this like stereotypical punk rocker gets up, and he, he's like loading a gun. Um, he's got the like the mohawk, the shaved head. Well, you know, except for the mohawk, and then it's, it's <laughs> super spiked or whatever. And then, uh, then to be really cool, he slips a tape into his Walkman. And um, heads out. Yeah. Now, here's where I thought, I'm wondering if I'm watching the right show. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like is this some sort of like bootleg thing that has like some other show on it? Because it just. <laughs> and, uh, um, oh, and two things. So, one, that music that he put in the thing was very, or no, it actually wasn't. Do we hear the music in the headphones? I don't remember. Whatever music it was, I, I didn't it was very. It was very Miami Vicey um, for this one. But I did want to point out that the punk rocker dude, um, hold on, I'm getting his name. I had it here and I just lost it. Stand by. His, <laughs> by his way, his character name in the credits is Blonde Mohawk. Uh, Dennis Stewart, who was uh, one of uh, John Travolta's buddies in uh, Greece. Ah, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, unfortunately, he died at a very young age. At, really, uh, due to complication of AIDS. Yeah, forty. But you know, the guy had like a lot of like sores on his face during this episode, right? And I wasn't sure if they put him on. <laughs> to make I wasn't him look either. More badass, right. um, but he's he's been a bad. He was a bad guy in a few things, um, as well as being in Greece, being. Uh, what were the T Birds, right? Was that what that group was called? Uh, I don't know. Oh, he's in a Greatest American Hero episode. But it's funny, like if you look at like his his uh, like <laughs> his character names and shows he was. He did dance. He was a dancer too, by the way. So he was a dancer in some shows. But then, like uh, in DC Cab, his, episode, his <laughs> character name was Ski Mask Hoodlum. <laughs> Trapper Trapper John M D. Drunk. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hunter, goon with mohawk. Okay. So he uh, kept, he kept that mohawk look for a couple, for a couple shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then unfortunately, like I said, he died very young. So, anyway. Not to bring it down. Yeah. Nice. Nice way to sink the mood Drag here. It down. Yeah. Hey, you know, I got to give the history. 
All right. Well, let's pick it back up. So, so Jonathan <laughs> is is jogging along, and then the, like the the camera, all we see is some guy's bare feet running kind of next to him, and then you know, kind of back and forth, and then it turns out it's this punk rocker, and he's running. He runs up next to Jonathan, and then Jonathan kind of pulls away a little bit, and then a couple seconds later, the punk rocker runs back, catches up to him again, and he pulls away a little bit. And he catches up to him again, and then uh, then Jonathan kind of takes the lead, right? He just kind of bolts off, and he takes this turn, and he's about to go into this under this bridge. And I think the the punk rocker guy, you know, passes him and goes into the bridge or tunnel or whatever the hell it is. But Jonathan didn't go in. He's smart. He's like, this is kind of sketchy. This guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not going in this dark tunnel with this guy with a six foot mohawk on his head <laughs> right. with no shoes on running outside. Right. And then, you know, and then they both kind of, they stop, but they're like, I don't know, 30 yards apart. And, you know, Jonathan's like, Hey, do I know you? <laughs> and then I think you would recognize him with that. Yeah, I think you'd remember him. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the, the punker turns around and, you know, then Jonathan's like, all right, screw this. I'm going the other way. And so he's, he's like, he goes the other way and the punker starts running after him. And he pulls out a gun and he's about to shoot Jonathan when he conveniently gets struck by a car. <laughs> yeah. And not a good scene. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, the car, the car killed him, right? It hit him and killed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he died. And um, so then he runs up to him, and I'm like, oh, he's concerned after he was just about to shoot well, him. Well, no, I was thinking that he's checking to make sure he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go put a bullet in him just to make sure. But no, he, he basically like goes through his pockets and takes his watch and, and then gets out. Oh, and then the cops come. He kind of is still there when the cops get there. And then yeah. he just. Yeah, he they just, were there awfully fast. Yeah, he just runs off then. Yeah. So it was an interesting opening. Yeah, and I was like thinking I wasn't sure if it was the right show. And then we cut to um, the music changes. It's I think it's actually part of the Moonlighting song, which, by the way, was a hit for El Giro. Um And we're seeing all these modeling pictures of Sybil Shepherd, like actual real modeling pictures of hers, too, by the way. These aren't like just for the show. These are actual... Yeah, they look, that she's done over the years. Yeah, it looks like it spans some time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're setting it up that she's, you know, model, whatever. Right. And then we see, all of a sudden we see, like, because we hear a crash then, and she jumps up. I'm like, wait, these were in her room? <laughs> like, yeah, these were weird. on her wall. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of odd. But yeah. I guess it's really to set up her character that she's really, you know, Stuck yeah, but yeah sense, like, I'm expecting like some agency or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, or even like her office. You right. know, that would make sense, right? This is my bedroom. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she goes down the stairs and she's calling out. I didn't, didn't catch what name she who she was calling out to. Andre. But you just see, was it Andre? Okay, yes. thank you. And we just see the, <laughs> the shit going flying and breaking. We're like, what the hell? And then. Um, I don't know if she does she call her or whatever, but then her uh, Selma, her maid or whatever, comes up. And by the way, Seinfeld's mom. Um, so another Seinfeld tie-in. Yep. 
And uh, she's like, what's going on? <laughs> Why is he freaking out, basically? And she's like, well, he's mad because all the checks are bouncing. She's like, what are you talking about? So she calls her accountant, and um, it's disconnected. Um, but I do have a clip here because the the chef kind of cracked me up when they were talking about the bouncing checks. She's like, what do you mean they're bouncing? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> here's a little clip of that. Bounce it. So you want to know what bounce it means? I tell you what bounce it means. Do you see this dish? <laughs> no bouncy. This is a check. Bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Now, yeah, he, that's a he, really he was kind of extreme, a... You know? Yeah, well, right. I mean, because I'm thinking, like, this guy, he was he was breaking tons of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, your check's bouncing, but you're probably going to get arrested for breaking all that stuff. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to find... I couldn't find... His name's Andre. Well, I can't find him in the credits. I want to know if this guy's actually Italian or if he's being a stereotype and I can be mad at it. Oh, no, wait here. <laughs> John... Med- Medici, Medici. Okay, I'm looks, gonna he's, guess it he's wasn't. probably Italian. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it was a real accent. You know? No, no, it wasn't. That was like <laughs> Super Mario. I mean, yeah, that was like exactly. it's a me, uh, Luigi. Where you been? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he's from the old country or anything like that. No, um, no, no. He was born in New York. Um, anyway, where were we at now? Sorry, I lost my. So yeah, oh, yeah, so she called so me He's breaking stuff. Yeah, so she's like, Selma, you know, have whatever drive me there. And she's like, well, uh, the driver took the car home as collateral, basically, because he wasn't yeah. getting paid either. Yeah. Right. She's like, shit. So she has to get a cab. And um, she goes to her accountant. And Which is the out, right thing to do, you know? Right, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, you go to your accountant, your accountant, there's something wrong. And she goes in the office, and it looks like it's been raided by the FBI. <laughs> It's like totally deserted, except for like empty desks and papers everywhere. It was like ransacked. But. Right. But I guess it was just him. I mean, usually when you hear about accountants stealing from their clients and stuff, they don't actually leave like a ransacked office behind. No. They just kind of leave just, and just, they just leave everything it, behind. Right? <laughs> Sometimes they don't even leave. They just do it and stay. Yeah. I and I don't know where your money is, you know. Of course, I've got millions of dollars in this offshore account now, but that's just all yes. coincidental. <laughs> right. It's my fee. This yeah. is why I don't have a lot of money, because it's too hard to keep track of, and uh, I don't want to get stolen. It's stolen. That's, that's right. really You're why. better off avoiding wealth altogether. Just to, right. Yeah. It's my, my yeah. philosophy. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so, but then she, so then she talks to her lawyer. Another good move. That would be my next move. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it turns out her business managers took all of her money. So right, oh, I guess that's were, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know what it was. In cahoots with the accountants. Not sure how it all went down, but they they cleaned her out. Um, but you know, it, not all is lost. They only took the liquid assets. She still owns some crappy stuff. Um, <laughs> and he goes through a list of like you have a nail salon, a bookstore, you know, a hot dog stand, dog grooming, a PI <laughs> service. No, but they're all losing money. They're and really mind you, none of those problems. that Mike said did he make up. Those are actually <laughs> the real places. Like the dog grooming is pretty good because that was, you know, it's that's not like a a thing people a think cow. about. You know what I mean? It's not a cash <laughs> cow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're all losing money. They're tax write-offs. So, um, you know, 
I advise you to go close them all right now. Um, so he gives her a list of them, and like then so she's off to close all these these businesses down. So that's her her mission now, right off the bat. Yeah. So basically, yeah, she's just going to liquidate everything to try to get some cash. So at least maybe she could pay her chef, and uh, maybe he'll stop breaking stuff. Right. Get a meal. Um, so this is where she ends up at, shoot, what was it called? The detective City agency. City of Angels Detective Agency. Thank you. City of Angels. And um, someone had posted before, and I forgot who it was. It might have been Brian from Launching the Pilots, I think, a clip. And I'm like, Mr. Pesto, I totally forgot about her. It might have been Moose. I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got and a clip of she, her. She, she had, like... Play the clip, but she's yeah. been in like a lot of stuff, right? Like, I, I recognize her from. Oh, see, like, she's got. She must have been in like a dozen different things. Not not okay. for like long term, but like parts. You know what I mean? Okay, I mo- I not. mostly I remember her from this, but I mean, you might be right. Um, but yeah, okay. Here, here's the here's her doing the phone. This was her thing every episode, stuff like this. City of Angels Investigations, lost or stolen property, our specialty. You dropped it, we'll spot it. He cheats, we'll peek. Little one gone, we'll find him before dawn. No job is too big, no job is too small. We're here to please one and all. We're licensed by the state of California and happily accept all major credit cards. How can I help you? That's a great voice. (laughs) Well, and if you look at her IMDb, she does have a lot of voice work. Which makes sense. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. That you, um, she, oh, she was in the Tommy Knockers t- uh, miniseries. Do you remember that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't an episode Lydia. of. She wasn't an episode of Alf. Do you remember? Of what? Do you remember that of Alf? Oh, Alf. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I watched you know? Alf. Only, oh, okay. long story behind Alf, but I don't want to go out on a tangent right now. So we'll just. Uh... <laughs> I never thought I'd hear the words "long story about Elf" altogether. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, it turns out Bruce Wells is in charge. That I totally did not remember that he was in charge of the detective agency. No, I didn't remember that either. I thought again he was just like a like a Remington Steel. Like they just pulled him in or whatever. But right. Exactly. Yeah. I. I. I that's that's what I was talking about. I couldn't remember how it how it came <laughs> to be. How it started. But then you can kind of see because he's in his office playing basketball with a garbage can kind of like balanced over the door. <laughs> and he's just like totally like no business. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like he's <laughs> just there screwing around, you know? Yeah. I had a job like that once for a summer job. <laughs> there was that a job that seriously where they I think they did this on purpose because I was terrible at this job, which was like a maintenance job to like fix stuff, and you know me. I can't fix anything. And they literally sent me to the new building that they were doing, like, here, put these lockers together, and they literally just left me there. I'd go there every day for like two weeks by myself. <laughs> I fixed I finished those in like the third day. <laughs> Like every other day, I was just screwing around there because I was literally by myself the whole time. I was playing basketball in a garbage can with, you know, like a ball of tape. Nice. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, you can relate. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, he's like doing like the whole uh, Bill Murray and Caddyshack where he's like 
narrating his own game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's up. It's in. Yeah, they were, you know, I don't know. I forget what it is. But um, and, and yeah. then so just at that moment, Maddie and uh, the receptionist walk in. Agnes. And like I think I was trying to predict. Okay, you know she's gonna get hit in the head with a can or whatever. But even funnier, so Sybil Shepard gets hit in the head with the basketball, and the garbage can falls on top of the secretary's head completely and covers it. Yeah. So He's like, you're looking a little pale. <laughs> that actually had me laughing. And right. And so enter, you know, Bruce Willis's character here, where I don't recall him being like, a super smart ass. Oh, he was a total smart ass in the show, yeah. Oh my gosh, like, it was like, I, I could see why they would have trouble keeping up, like getting the episode ready in time, because there was everything ha- he had. Every moment he had something to say about everything, right? You know what I mean? Well, that was it. Like their dialogue was so bam, 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 bam. And that's why yeah. it was like the 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 scripts were so long, and that's why it was so hard to get done. I mean, these, the, you know, that's why. I mean, you could get away with the show now and do it like on a Netflix and only have like eight or nine episodes a season and pe- they would have been fine. Yeah, but trying yeah. to do it back then when every show had like 22 or 24 episodes, there's like almost no way to do it. Right. And and then this is also at the point where I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this show because of this character. I think Which one? Be, Him? Of Bruce Willis. I think he's going to be too smart-assy for me and it's going to be a, a, like a turn off, you know? However, I'll give away right now that, <laughs> that that was not the case. I ended up like loving this character. So. Did you watch this with your wife, by the way? Did you have her no, watch it? No, she did, only did watched she watch one it? show with me in the history of the podcast. Which is one <laughs> episode of Love. Bus. Oh well, it's no different for me. But yeah. I didn't know she watched this when she was younger. Did, no, did you ask? Know. Did you even ask her? Okay. Just well, wondering. she knew what I was watching. She didn't have any interest in it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she's probably like my wife was like, why would I want to watch that again? <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. Um, uh, anyway. All right. Uh, oh yeah. So then he's, <laughs> he immediately starts hitting on Maddie cause he doesn't know who she is. He's like, Oh, you know, Hey baby, you know, basically <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. he's like, I've seen you somewhere. He's like, I don't know. Miss September. Miss. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, up, that's like, right. And she's like, what? She's like, you know, playboy from somewhere and she's like no and then he realizes that she was the uh blue moon right was the name of the product yeah or some kind of moon yeah blue moon shampoo. yeah it was blue moon because that's what the detective agency comes in yeah and um and he's like oh whatever you know whatever you need he's like well what do you what are you here to tell old dave and she's like you're fired <laughs> <laughs> yeah she basically goes through the whole like shutting down all the leagues like right i'll need your company car and i'll need this and i'll need that yeah because they're just like walk yeah they're walking down the hall and he's like yeah yeah he's like both of them (laughs) i guess he's got two company cars and then she you know anyone has severance we gotta get we can get rid of you know pay them blah 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 blah, you know and all that kind of stuff and then um they they kind of end up at the elevator and this is where the first time they kind of get into it and he's he's like you know I guess I never really realized what kind of a cold bitch you are or something like that from the thing. Yeah. And, and then like caught me off guard. Maxim. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, I'd expect that from television today, but yeah, that seemed exactly. like, that seemed like, uh, like a shock move back, back then. Right. Oh, but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. 
Because yeah. then you think of like all the like racism comedy they used to do. So this not much different, really. Yeah, I guess not. Um, so what? But then we cut to. Oh, she smacks him. Did you mention? Yeah, that? yeah. Okay. And then she leaves, right? Yeah. And then yeah, we just come back when we're back. We're seeing him sitting in the office by himself, right? In the dark. Um. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's the end of the day, and the secretary comes in, and she's basically, like, saying her goodbyes. And he's like, hey, don't worry, I've got this covered, I'm, you know... I'm, I'll land on my feet. Least, there's at least a dozen other detective agencies that have been hounding me to come work for that. And once <laughs> I'm settled in, you know, I'll grab you. We'll, you know, we'll be back together. And uh, she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Okay, I didn't know there were a dozen other agencies. <laughs> to yeah, be right. calling you exactly <laughs> um yeah so that was it for her you know yeah so uh where do we go to then so then so david calls maddie but she's not home oh yeah um and i think he gets a message of where she's at so she's out on a blind date i think with uh some surgeon yeah a plastic surgeon who's uh kind of a dud I guess, I guess yeah. is the best way. Like he's going, like he goes up to the the mater D or whatever, and he, you know, he's like, "Oh, reservation for Doctor, I don't know what his name was, Ramore, I don't know." But um, and he's like, "By the way, I can have that chin fixed in like ten minutes." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, and the mater D's like, I think he even says something gosh. to Maddie too, doesn't he? I don't know. But well, you know, run- well, he said something about someone said. And I don't really remember if this was her, but he's like, when someone told me that they knew someone who was perfectly symmetrical. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that supposed to be her? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's only going out with her because she's perfectly symmetrical. Because she's flawless. <laughs> right. I guess. Uh, but anyway, perfectly symmetrical would be weird. If you were perfectly symmetrical, you'd look like an alien. So just you don't want to be. <laughs> don't feel bad about yourself. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you wouldn't have any character. You would look like a robot or an alien. So you don't want to be. Um, that's my advice to you, young people, um, which there are none listening to this. Uh, right, exactly. So what? So now we switch to. Yeah. So they're there. So like, just well, they're, go ahead. Yeah. And then we switch to little Jennifer's birthday. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell is this? Is this a different show again? <laughs> I'm like, did someone change the channel here? Yeah. There were so a few ab- little girl. abrupt cuts. They, you know, sing happy birthday, blow out the candles, and, you know, then, but then the grandpa gets a call, and probably, like, the most least likely suspect in the room. I would even expect a little girl to be the criminal before this. <laughs> he gets a call, and it's the punk rock guy, and he's like, all right, meet me in an hour. So then we have to find out what that's all about. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And he's like, "Oh, I got a call from the alarm company. We gotta go. I gotta go check it out." I'm like, "Oh, he's like, save me a piece of cake." <laughs> Family man. And then we cut back to the restaurant, and uh, now the doctor gets a phone call. The guy comes over. He's like, "Hey, doctor, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter what his name is. You got a phone call. It's an emergency." He's like, "Oh no." He's like, "Hold on a second. And then as he walks away, you see uh, David Addison come over. 
and basically sits down and just first starts ripping on the dork doctor. You just think, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. And then uh, she he sits down and she's like, he's, you know, he's coming back. He's like, oh, no, he's got an emergency call. Someone, what did he say? Something like they. Some botched surgery that he needs to fix or <laughs> yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I don't have the specific because, again, it's so hard to write what they're talking about. But they just start arguing about stuff because basically he wants to keep the place open, right? And, you know, he's right. trying to fight for that. But I, I don't have specifics because it's – it was just too hard. Yeah, no, he, he – I didn't even write anything about it. But he no. basically wants to keep it open. He's like, look, I can – the only reason we lost money is because we were supposed to lose money. <laughs> right, I'm exactly. The, I'm good. He's like, I'm a good detective. We can do this. And I need you as my partner. Your fame plus my talent, we've got this. Right. But she wants no part of it. So she yeah. bails to the bathroom to ditch him. And I think right. she's in there for like a good 25 minutes. Based on what's happening in the meantime, she must be. Because um, cause now we flash back to the Mohawk dude. And he's out driving, which we assume he's going out to meet Grandpa. Right. And uh, some guy is flashing his lights behind him. And it's like some caddy or whatever. And he kind of freaks out and takes off. Totally. Yeah. And All right. So what's your reaction if someone's flashing their brights at you right behind you at a stoplight? I'm thinking, drive through the intersection. <laughs> yeah, right. I think maybe I'd pull over and see what they, you know, hey. You know, well, I don't know if I'd fire. pull over. <laughs> I, I but I'd know, at least you know. wait for the light to be green. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, no, he's first in line. He's running that light. It's a <laughs> yeah, sure exactly. sign that he's. And some old beat up, looks like a, like a really old Honda or something. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so they take off after him, and it's kind of like a little chase scene. Um, it was the they, weirdest chase scene. Yeah, because what happened? They just. <sighs> it was basically, first of all, it was in a straight line. Yeah. Like, no, no ripping <laughs> around corners or anything. And then the guy's blocked by a tractor. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah, they get right. out of the Cadillac and they come over to his car. They're talking to him through the window. Yeah. And the, the dude, like, it's a guy in a suit, nice haircut, and he's just um, very calm. And right. I don't remember what he said or anything, but they just had this, like, conversation. Kind of probably threatening. He wants to know about the watch. He's like, All right, he, want, he, does, he wants I, the watch. We want the watch. I and think you have the watch. Can we have you may, the watch? <laughs> you may have the watch that we're looking for. And then the tractor moves out of the way, and the punker drives off. Yeah. And then um, I was like, that is the weirdest chase scene I've ever seen. Like, it was just like paused. They could have had him right there. Right. And then they he just drove off. But Yeah. Oh, and this is where I wrote down this part. Kind of had a very Miami Vicey feel to it. Now I talked about the music, but like you know what I mean, like the the chase. I don't know the music and the chase, and just the way the camera was. It just felt like it was a Miami Vice episode. Um, yeah, I don't really recall that, but yeah, I can yeah. See I mean, it didn't be. seem like it, nothing that actually happened. By the way, don't forget Bruce Willis wasn't a Miami Vice episode. We did remember he was the drug dealer that was beat. Oh, that's right. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Six that degrees was like of. was like the year before this, or maybe two years before this. Um, anyway, so then we jump back to the restaurant again, and 
Oh wait, this is part. Yeah, because then he talks yeah. about how was it? Somebody- you know, it was a mistake. They lost money on purpose. He just needs a big case. Blah 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 blah. Then right. we go back again to the car chase. This is like whiplash happening in this episode. It's like <laughs> it is. It's still like two different episodes. Like of, it's like <laughs> it's like if it was nineteen eighty. What was it? Nineteen eighty five. And you were at the TV controller, and your mom's like, "Turn on channel seven. Turn on channel nine. Turn on channel seven. Turn on. <laughs> right. And Bruce, was like, Bruce Willis like, had like three times the dialogue of anyone else on the show, or <laughs> exactly. everyone else on the show combined. <laughs> exactly, because you know, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're back to their car chase, and now the guy is ramming the uh, Mohawk guy in the back of the car. And driving just, on like, the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They drive on the sidewalk. There's just like random cross traffic and all this kind of stuff. Then again, we go back to the restaurant. Now the doctor says officially he has to leave. He said he already paid, by the way. Um, and uh, he says something like we would make a terrific, we, we would have made a terrific team. I don't know. Oh, no, no, wait. No, sorry. He's already paid. So David Essen's like, oh, what are we going to eat here, dude? <laughs> and yeah, she gets yeah. up to leave. So then. She goes to like the coat check area, and he's like, "Hey, we would have made a terrific team." And they're ringing the bell for the coat or whatever, and she gets it, or they give it to him, and she like rips it out of his hand and walks away. Now we go back to the chase again. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. And um, this where is this where he drives in like a parking garage? I think. Yeah, he drives into the parking garage and then just bails on his car. Um, yeah, and he runs up some stairs. And then he sees the guys that were chasing him, like walking in a completely different section. Of, right, like some I don't building. Know how they got to? Where and he's like at. trying to hide behind these pillars with his hair that sticks out like four yeah. feet in either direction. Like you're not going to notice him, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, somehow, but he they don't. To, <laughs> he sneaks right past one of the guys. Yeah, gets into the elevator, but then they do eventually see him because it's a glass elevator. <laughs> Exactly. And, well, the the really not the um, the goon guy, but the main guy that talked really soft. He sees him. He's like, "Oh, there he goes!" And they jump in the next elevator to him. Now we go back to the restaurant again. Right, right. <laughs> and, and Maddie's waiting for the elevator. Yeah, and David's giving her shit for not having living or not having fun. Blah 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 blah. Um. So then we go back to the two people again. Dude, the, the, then it's like guys, an elevator chase. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's literally an elevator chase, which I don't do know do how that? you would pull off. I don't know. So I like, don't know. It's how all you do a it. guessing game. Who pushed what button? Right. Because he goes. Because he's in the elevator at one point, and then like some guys get in, and then like one lady goes to get in, but she like looks at him. And she's like, "Nope." <laughs> she like right. backs away. I don't know if you saw that. She's like, I'll wait. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's an elevator chase, and it's, I don't know, the guy's just, like, staring at him. The calm guy is staring at him through the glass elevator the other one. It's, like, something out of the Terminator, because he's just, like, staring at him with, like, no emotion at all. And um, so he, he, what, he goes to get out on one floor, and he goes out, and he stands there, waits to see if the other guy's going to get off, and the elevator stops, and no one gets out. He's standing there, mind you. His door's still opening, right? And then the guy steps off, and he jumps back into his and goes, like, keeps yeah, going. Yeah. And then he's watching. And then all of a sudden, the guy is not in the elevator anymore. Like, this is, like, something that would be out of a horror movie where, like, a guy is just randomly appearing and disappearing out of an elevator. Right, right. And then, um, so he goes up, right? He keeps going. He thinks he's safe. 
And now we go back but to he, David and Maddie, right? Yeah, and he's he's waiting at that elevator. He's in his elevator. The door opens. He sees the guy's not in the elevator, and he waits for like literally. It, it was like three minutes of just yeah. sw- us watching him stand there waiting. <laughs> so, like, all right, it's probably clear. And then, yeah, then we go back to Maddie. Yeah, so we go back to them, and they're arguing, and the elevator opens. And who's in the elevator? Mr. Mohawk himself. Mr. Mo- Mr. Blind Mohawk. So now we finally tied these two stories together. And basically he's like, uh, he like spits out the watch. That was gross. Why did he do that? Why I don't didn't he know. just have it on his wrist? Well, because <laughs> I his think. Pocket? Well, I don't know. The guy must have found him. So he spits out the watch, and he's basically like f- gives it to Maddie. He's like, "Here, take this." He's like, he's like trying to put it on her. <laughs> she's like all grossed out. Like she's like, "That's been in your mouth, you freak!" And then he falls over. And he's got a knife in his back, and um, Maddie passes out. And then it turns out Grandpa's there, too. Remember? Because he was in the background oh, of the yeah, restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's watching. But I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where the guy who stuck the knife in him went. Well, yeah, right. We're, he must have got off on the floor before. So. But why? I mean, if he... But when he falls, David says something like, oh, wow, it must really hurt to fall on your face like that or something like, <laughs> Did he say some that? like some completely inappropriate comment and like it's like every second he's got like these little things and that's what I, and like, I by the I time we got that. to this scene i was like i love this guy like i don't think i even heard that like like, if like i said there was so much you're trying ass, to type and listen at the same time well i didn't hear like, what you said yeah, it, it's like the perfect degree it's like if he was any less of a smart ass it would have been annoying but because it was so persistent, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so anyway, we cut to the police station now, and basically they're interrogating David Addison, thinking he had something to do with it. I'm like, there had to have been like 30 people there that saw this guy just fall out of the elevator. Yeah, right. But um, he's like given he's being a, just like you said, a total smart ass, and he's like, hey, I'm entitled to one phone call, aren't I? <laughs> they're like, yeah. He's like, he picks up the phone, he's like. What do you guys want on your pizza? You know, they're like, kind of laugh. I'm like, what an and you asshole. think he's joking? Yeah, exactly. You think he's joking, but then they come out and they're eating pizza. I'm like, holy shit, he actually <laughs> right. did it. <laughs> it was awesome. And then, uh, then they go take Maddie in there to go talk to her. And this is where I wrote down: I can't believe I'm only 35 minutes into the show. <laughs> like so much really? has happened, and it's only, it was 35, only 35 minutes. minutes. In. <laughs> Yes. Because this was like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it did start to speed up because it was now everything's kind of shoved together. So now I got to hope that we can talk faster because I'm looking at how long we've been recording. So now we have to speed up. Nah, I knew this one would be a long one. So yeah, so so then when she she gets out, like the the press is there and Mary Hart was there. Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, playing herself on Entertainment Tonight or whatever she was on. Yeah. Um, and she, and she's like, is it true that you and a PI are starting your own detective agency? And <laughs> like you can you, you, like see David like in the background screaming and stuff, yelling. Yeah, he's and like, woohoo, like, Blue Moon Detective Agency. <laughs> he's like cheering on. And she's like, like there's to going to be out. another murder. And yeah. Like, Whoa. That's pretty, yeah. pretty rough. But 
And then he runs to hide from her, and <laughs> eventually he, he apologizes, and he's like, I was only thinking of myself, you know, I'm leaving, I'm going, you know, I'm going now, goodbye. He's, like, trying to drag it out, like, have her Right, stop, right. But I'm leaving, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> so fi- finally he's seeing. gone. And uh, she she gets on the phone to call a cab, and he comes screeching up in the Porsche. So yeah. she gets in. Um, I think she's actually – is she driving? No. Wait, why do I say she gets no, in the no, car? No, yeah, she is, yeah, because he picks yeah, up the get, keys like, this is actually your car. Oh, yeah, he was returning the car. And, and then, then she yeah. gets in. And then she's like, says, fine, right, you can take a ride it. or whatever, yeah. But um, I found then I found it interesting because like she's like okay yeah you can I'll give you a ride, and then next thing I notice is that they're driving to her place. I'm like, well, why did she take him there? Because then yeah, right. they go up there. They over there. She's like, okay, well you can call a cab and then I'll just go home. I'm like, yeah. why didn't you just drop him somewhere? So I thought that was weird. And yeah. then uh, he tried. I didn't. I don't remember what he says. Um, well. Yeah, they're like bantering, and she's about to go in, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, by the way, there's a guy with a gun in the middle of my back." <laughs> yeah, because she's like, "Yeah," because she's walking in. He's like, "Want to hear something weird?" He's like, "There's a guy pressing <laughs> a gun into the small of my back," <laughs> and there is, and it's the uh, the soft talker guy. Yeah, and uh, I got a little clip of him talking this, so you can get a, get a little uh, glimpse of what he sounds like. So at this point, he's talking to them. They're in their her family room or whatever, and he kind of explains why he's there, and it kind of does help actually say what the, what, what the actual episode is about. So here we go. I think it will speed things along considerably if you know who I am and what I am about. I'm a businessman, just like the corner grocer or the the gentleman who runs the local car dealership. I am interested solely in my bottom line. And just like the corner grocer, or the gentleman who runs the local car dealership, I will do anything to protect that bottom line. As he's putting on, like, leather torture (laughs) gloves. Torture gloves. Either torture gloves or driving gloves, one of the two. Whatever. <laughs> They're very similar. But. Yeah. And um, so basically they want the watch. He's like, she's like, the watch? She's like, I gave it to the police. You know, that's certain. He's like, well, I want to believe you. And, um, ba- it, you know, basically. <laughs> At this point, David Addison, he kind of knows what's going on, and he even asked the guy. My, meanwhile, the the muscle is taking off his shirt, and he's got like a see-through dress shirt on or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's a dress shirt that is see-through. What the hell is that? <laughs> that was I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah, it was really odd. But anyway, so he's standing there all menacing. And, the, and he looks like a teenage Dolph Lundgren, I thought. Yeah. Oh, it's well, like, that guy, he's he's been a bad guy in um, a lot of stuff. And hold on. I got to find his name again. I've lost his. I forget what his um, name was. Like in I, the episode. I picture Dolph Lundgren looking like at like 13, you know. 
<laughs> Not that the guy was small by any means, because he wasn't, but just, just, <laughs> just yeah, just a younger one. Um, oh, why can't I find? Oh, shoot. But anyway, he was he's in a lot of stuff. He was like in. Um, oh, here, Brian Thompson. He was. Uh, oh yeah, the one you'll probably know from Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah. He was the bad guy in that. He's like a bad. He's one of those pe- persons, like a bad guy in everything he's in. Yeah, you know, he's kind of got that, that look. Sucks. Yeah, although he was a sheriff yeah. in this show Key West, which I've never heard of before, yeah, from 1993. Um, and I want to say I thought he was one of the people that showed up a lot in X Files as like an alien bad guy. Yeah, he was the alien bounty hunter in X Files. He'd he'd show up like randomly in episodes, and that's where I know him from too. Um, anyway, so yeah, so they're, uh, oh, and the, yeah, so the, the business guy or whatever is talking to David. He's like, so, you know, do you know what's going to happen? He's like, well, basically you're going to hurt us until we, you make sure that you know that we are not lying. I think he says, you're going to put us under duress. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause, and then Maddie's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not lying. Why would I lie? <laughs> and so then they bring basically brings him to the kitchen and turns the stove on. It's like one of the hot coil stoves. And I thought this was weird as odd way to show that the stove was hot. He takes a hot dog or what a like a sausage yeah. and like puts it on there and makes it sizzle. He's like so basically like, so you know I'm not messing he around. Like, yeah, he like like scores up burning hot dog on the Oh, wait. Burner. And I forgot. Before that, I forgot. Remember, David oh, attacks the, the guy. Oh, yeah. He tries about that. to. <laughs> he tries to attack the big guy, and he kind of knocks him down, and then he knocks the gun out of uh, the business guy's hand, right? And then Maddie gets it, and he's like, shoot! And the business guy's like kind of on the ground, because he's not really the muscle. And she's like shooting, and like, pshh, pshh. And she's like shooting shit off the walls and everything yeah, else. Yeah, it's like nowhere near anything. Yeah, and then and the she's guy's so like, uncomfortable holding the gun. She did a great job. Like that was some serious acting right there. Yeah, and then and, then, uh, and uh, so then the business guy's like, "Well, that's six. and he takes the gun away from her, and basically that's the end. Then they tie him up in the kitchen and they do the hot dog, and I guess that's yeah. supposed to scare him. So, which we all um, pretty much know that a burner. On the, on the stove is it's gonna be hot. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't need to prove anything. We've all yeah. burned ourselves at one point, right? And he does it twice. Like the first time he does it, he's like, "Where's the watch?" Basically, and she's like, "I gave it to the cops. I gave it to the cops." And then she he does it again. He's like, "Maybe you aren't feeling the heat from over there. Why don't you push him a little further?" And then finally, she just starts screaming, "I gave it a blowout!" You know, and he's like, "I believe you." He's like. Yeah. I have a lot of friends in the police department, so if they say it's not there, I'll be back. I'm like, hold on a minute. If you have a lot of friends in the police department, why don't you just ask them first? Yeah, right. Why not start there? <laughs> and also, I don't think they just would have left those two behind. You know, a guy yeah. like that, it, yeah, he's not yeah. going to leave loose ends, you know? And, and I, so at this point I wrote, as relaxed and comical as Bruce Willis was at, at this point, the bad guy was like a couple degrees still more calm, <laughs> like amazingly calm. Yeah, like almost comatose calm. Like, 
Right, exactly. He he'd probably take some drugs to keep himself calm. Yeah. So then uh what? She kinda basically as the guys leave, she gets they turn back to back and she kinda unties him and he gets up and he's she's like, Untie me. He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make you a drink. To, yeah, he's like, we need to talk first. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, he's like, I don't want you to freak out. Basically, does he say he doesn't want her to hit her? I don't know. He doesn't want her to freak out. Yeah, he knows she's going to fly off the wire. So he's got to keep her tied up so she'll stay calm. Yeah, and he knows that this isn't over, that this isn't the end of it. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, I gave it to the cops. He's like, well... <laughs> You might have think you did, but uh, you gave them my what was it my grandfather's watch or something like His that. Grandmother, I think. A grandmother is She's that like, what it was? The, the watch my grandmother gave me. Yeah, she's like what? And uh, yeah, he switched them out, and she gets pissed <laughs> at him. And uh, um, but he, it basically says like something you know he talks about how he wanted her and on her mouth. They kind of have a little fight, and I got a uh, a little bit of the audio on it because I kind of like what she calls him. So here we go. I wanted you as a partner for your name and your money, not you. You think I want some blonde ball fluff following me around? Ball of fluff? You are calling me a ball of fluff? You, the sissy fighter? <laughs> what I love did you that. Call me sissy fighter. I wish you could have seen yourself. Did anyone ever teach you how to throw a real punch? Real men don't punch like that. They put their whole bodies into you. You, you punch with your wrist. All right, already. He's like, damn, she's right. Yeah. And then later she well, does deck him. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. does. She knocks him down. But she yeah. calls him sissy fighter for like five more times throughout the episode. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so... Um, Basically, he says, like it or not, it's you and me, kid. You or me, kid. And then that's when she decks him. She's like, that's how you throw a real punch. So then this is where they go to the agency uh, office, basically, to sleep. Because they know the, the guys are going to come back. Right. Um, he's like, anyone you want to call? Boyfriend? Uh, gigolo? Yeah, <laughs> so this is almost a romantic moment. But she's right. surprised that he didn't try to take her to his place. Yeah. And... He's like, you know, whatever, we, you know, we'll each sleep on, you know, there's two couches. So he's like a total gentleman about it. He, he leaves the room and then, you know, she's settling in. And you, you see him like through the doorway playing Blue Moon on the harmonica. <laughs> was that what he was playing on? I didn't even recognize it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is the beginning of Bruno. Remember when he had that quote unquote band? He had that album, Return of oh, Bruno yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'd tell him to shut up. I want to get some sleep. You're playing a harmonica <laughs> over there. That was like symbolic, man. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, anyway, so now we go to the next day, and they need to figure out what the deal is with the watch. He's like, I got an expert. Uh, I know I know where we can go to figure out what the deal is with this watch. <laughs> and then uh, they pull up at a pawn shop, and she's like, this is your expert? He's like, hey. <laughs> and, then, and the dude doesn't even know him. No, he's looking yeah. At the, he's looking at the watch. He's like, yeah, I'd say it's probably worth about three bucks. <laughs> he's like, it's not even really a watch. <laughs> it doesn't even work. Yeah, he's like, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> I actually, do I have, yeah, I got a clip of this too. And, uh, you know, he's like, there's nothing even inside it. <laughs> there's like no movement in there. There's no gears. 
Yeah. So she's like, do you want to explain that? And then here, I got this. It's got no works in it. Nope. Looks like it never did either. Explain that. That. It's an adjective. I'll use it in a sentence for you. That cow jumped over that moon. Go ahead. The inside of the back is damaged. Somebody had some numbers in there. Numbers? Yeah. The plot thinnens. So we're risking our lives for a worthless watch. Well, I wouldn't say it's worthless. What about these numbers here? What about them? Well, maybe it means something. Like what? <laughs> so I, I thought that was funny. I like yeah. the, the that cow jumped over that moon and the plot thinnens. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thinnens, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, then they're all, you know, kind of pissed. So they leave. And then, um, you know, the the shop owner like no sooner turns around and the old German dude's behind him like a vampire. Like, <laughs> like, like he just like appeared there behind him. Like I'm surprised there's not like a puff of smoke where he came in. <laughs> yeah, right. Where he didn't like take a cape and like, you know, yeah. frolic with it before he said anything. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh, I came in the back door. And um, then um, he wants the numbers and the guy's like, I don't, I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> You know? There was like 20 numbers back there. What do you think I am? And then, I, I don't know what happened. Did he stab him? He stabbed him. Okay. I mean, we didn't really see it, did we? No. Maybe it was kind of like blow screen, but you could see the jabbing motion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Something went down, and that guy was no good anymore. And then a and bunch of old ladies came in. he did it because old ladies were walking in. Yeah. He saw them yeah. coming. <laughs> so he's like, I got to work fast. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he dropped him right there and left. Um, and then in the car, um, Maddie's given David the silent treatment now because she's pissed about you know the, <laughs> the watch wasn't a watch, and you know she then then she calls him a sissy fighter again, which I love, and <laughs> and then he has no plan, so she kind of really ripped into him, yeah, and so he's he's a bit offended at this point, and um, so then I think to prove a point, he pulls over right and says. Buy, you know, buy the paper from this guy. So they pull over to a new stand. She buys the paper. And she's like, what? He's like, check the bits. And so he checks, or she checks, and she, he's like, look for Jonathan Kaplan. And then it shows Jonathan Kaplan accidentally hit by a car, blah, blah, blah. The only witness was the guy that, that died in the <laughs> elevator, the, the punk rock guy. And he's like, you know, maybe I'm going on a hunch. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And so then she feels bad about it. Yeah. He's like, maybe I do have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they end up going to the widow's house. And right. uh, as they're walking down the steps, he's like, hey, let, let me handle this. You know, I know how to handle widows and these kind of situations or whatever. They come down the stairs. She's like, oh, you're the blue moon lady. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and I think she's like half in the bag, too. It's like she's been yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. She definitely was. Yeah. After losing her husband and. I don't know. It seemed like a nice place, but maybe it was an apartment. I don't know. But she's talking about how they have no money. I'm like, that's a nice pool you got behind yeah, you. Yeah, so, it was a nice setup. But. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it was a, an apartment building and that was just their pool. I, d- I don't know. But anyway, yeah. so they just ask him about the, yeah, he, they, they ask him about the watch, right? Ask her about the watch. Yeah. And then she goes into the story, just basically like drops the rest of the plot for us, where <laughs> <laughs> her uh, otherwise, it's like, like if they she weren't didn't sure how to, to like, say this, yeah, this would not like, have come together. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like almost like they just, you know, like, okay, we got to figure this out now. But um, yeah, so it turns out her dad was a World War II pilot. He got shot down in Germany, blah, blah, blah. Something about meeting a German. He was a watchmaker. He gave him this crap watch. It didn't work. And then he's like, he had some crazy story about hiding some diamonds for some German guy. And he was waiting from some German guy. He was waiting for him to die so he can take him and blah, 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 blah. And she thinks it's a made up story. And um, obviously it's not. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so so basically um, the guy that died, yeah, his dad was a pilot and, you know, over to. And the German guy that's following them around was the German soldier who had him smuggle these diamonds out. And then after he died, the German guy goes to the lady's house and says, hey, I'll give you $5,000 for that watch. Or the son gives us the son. So yeah, the son that got killed had a father. So right. The father was the World War II guy. So after the father died a month earlier than the son, came to the son and said, "Hey, I'll give you five thousand bucks for that watch." He's like, "No, it's got sentimental value or whatever." And then uh, turns out it was that the old German dude. Yeah, uh, and I think the kid knew what was inside the watch, right? That's why he wore it all the time, I think. I guess. He, he, might, he must I have I think he some. did. But he was still... His dad I don't know him. how they were new that when they were, they were waiting for this German guy to die, I guess they were just going to check the obits. I don't know what their plan was. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Um, um, so then they, they get the information they need, so they decide to leave, and they hop back in the car, and David looks in the mirror... And he sees a dead guy in the back seat. <laughs> so, so he tries yeah. not to like to alarm her. So he's like, we're going to get out of the car. And he goes, gets out and goes around to her side. We're just going to get out of the car. And she's like so stubborn. And she's like, why? What are we getting out for? Why? <laughs> he's like, we'll just take it. And he's like, all right. You know why? Because somebody, there's a dead person in the back seat. So then, of course, she looks. Yeah. And then she's all freaked out. And she yeah. wants to go to the police. Right. And before they get in the car... You know, he tells her, he's like, we need to find these diamonds first. And she's like, do you know how to find them? He's like, do flies fly? Does Spock beam up? <laughs> I thought that was yeah. kind of funny. But yeah, so the, she freaks out. And then, yeah, so they, she wants to, uh, she doesn't want to be detective, but wants to call the police. She doesn't want to die. And so she, they go like to this bar that, or she goes in the bar that's across the street to call the cops. Right. And um, she gets put on hold. <laughs> <laughs> and a, she does nine one one on a rotary payphone. Was it rotary? Awesome. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah. And so, as she's on hold, David David uh, brings her a shot. She <laughs> she right. downs it, and then he goes to get another one. And um, then she basically hangs up on nine one one. And as he brings another shot, and he she tries to get a taxi, and he hangs up on her. Like he, I mean, David hangs up the phone. And um, so what happens now? So then she. So then he's like, what? hey, he's like, hey, let's, you know, while you're waiting for the cab, let's, let's dance. Yeah. And she, and she asked for the watch and he gives it to her. Right. Yeah, yeah. He gave it to her. Right. And then, um, yeah. So and this is where I think like, yeah, yeah. So he, he tells the bartender, yeah, call a cab. And then I figured he it. kept part of it. But what he does instead, he's like, hey. Let's dance real quick. Let's, you know, let's have a dance to calm down, basically. And, uh, you know, he basically kind of forces her into it. but <laughs> Yeah. But, they, you know, she ends up enjoying the dance, and they leave on happy terms. 
Yeah. But. And then, and then, uh, and then she says to him, do you think I'm, do you really think I'm cold? He's like, did I say that? I'm burning up over here. And then cab leaves and she goes and I'm like, oh, he stole the watch from her, didn't he? And sure enough, that's what he did. He just took it out of her pocket. That's the whole reason why he wanted to dance. So yeah, we cut back to the next day. Is it the next day? No, I think it's she, by the time she gets out of the cab, she realizes the watch is gone. So no, she goes it couldn't to, have been that fast. Yeah, it was totally that fast. Because then she ends up going to the office. And oh, they're already painting the name on it. That's what I'm saying. It can't yeah, be epic. Yeah. Like, all the workers are back. Mr. Pesto is doing another rhyme on the answering yeah, phone. Yeah, you're right. And they're like starting to paint Blue Moon on there. And they're all like cheering for her. Like, yeah, you know, because she's bringing them all back. And she doesn't even know that. But that's why I was trying to figure out if it actually was just a day later or was it a couple days know. later it had to have been at most a day yeah and or then uh, yeah so then she goes <laughs> she goes to, she picks up the phone like she's gonna throw it at him and she basically dares her and she does and she throws it out the window yeah it actually breaks the window and like in a high rise <laughs> yeah and he's like oh, there's some unhappy people down there <laughs> and um He's like, hey, we need to figure out where the diamonds are. And this is why I think it's the next day because he's like, I fed the numbers into the computer. Again, 80s computer talk people. I just put the numbers in and it just knew what to do. That's all you do. <laughs> you just type the numbers in and it starts checking phone numbers, zip codes, phonetics. <laughs> it just does all this stuff. Yeah, Damn computers exactly. They're awesome. MS DOS had a, had a built in, that was part of DOS, like, number yeah, it was generator like a, uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so he finally figures out it's a lat- latitude and longitude. So now, mind you, he ran all these through the computer, but now he's got to go to the library to see a map. <laughs> so he has, he's got like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like seven reams of paper on his desk. Yeah, it's a lot. Matrix printed <laughs> paper. But they're like, yeah. So now we got to go to the to the library to look at the map. Yeah. And so they get to uh, Ninth and Broadway. Well, they go look at the map, right? Everything's cool. right. And the old guy so is at the library again. I I don't know Stop. how he does it. Yeah. But they get to Ninth and Broadway, which is the you know the pinpoint location, and they look up at the building, and it has a clock on it that looks like the face of the watch. Yeah. So now they know they're on to onto something, right? So and then they figure Mike, out the watch only has one hand and it's pointing to the nine, yeah. right? Okay, right. so go ahead. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just saying, Mike, how do they how do they end up on the ledge of the building? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they got they got up on the building like on a like yeah a ledge that's like at the clock face. Like yeah. I don't know how they. I don't got think there. that's like public access. I'm not sure how no, you get there, but you know. If you're a detective, you just flash that detective badge. Do you have a badge? badge yeah. Do you have a badge? Have a bad or like, ID. Uh, at least an ID, right? Yeah, you have something. I'm sure they let you anywhere, especially in the 80s. Yeah. And if you have the Blue Moon Girl with you. Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, so they go up there, and he's going to like scale the wall. There's like some lattice work next to it, basically. And he almost falls off twice, and she's like, "Fine, I'm going to do it then." And she starts climbing up there, and uh, she's got heels on. <laughs> yeah, she's got heels on, but she's getting up. The, she got up there. She I did. Mean, well, she got up well, there. It wasn't her. It was 
definitely a dude in a dress getting up there, but <laughs> it was pretty obvious. But let's just say it was her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it was a female stunt double. It didn't look like it. Um, but it could have been. She could have just been, I don't know. But you, you know the point where she climbs from like the lattice work over to the hand of the clock? She's just like there's hovering like, in midair? Well, there's like six feet of like smooth wall. Like, there's a little there's a little crack there. Her shoes fit perfectly and okay, like the, right. and the I did see that little two line. pieces meet, meet meet up, you know. Don't worry about I, it. You're yeah. fi- it's fine. I need to, I would need handles. Mine and yeah, and plus she's never done any kind of work like this before, so it was easy to do. So yeah, so she, she jumps over on the minute hand now and he's like, Hey, when it gets you know, they figure out when it gets to nine, it's pointing at something, so that's where this must be hidden. Um, so she gets up there and then she's kind of like stuck now and he's like, hold on. And then he finds a ladder. I'm like, why didn't you just do that the first time? Right. Um, and then to distract her from looking down or getting scared, he's like singing 99 bottles of beer. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, (laughs) he takes, he, he takes the ladder and she starts to get on it. And as she gets, she's finally on it. She's pretty secure. She's on the ladder. He, I think the German dude shows. I don't know what happened, but somehow Bruce. Oh no! I don't know. She, it just she just lost her. It basically, the ladder started it just tilting. Tipped over. Yeah, like tilting backwards. Right. And she kicks out this glass pane that's there, and like a Crown Royal bag falls out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And then she manages to hang on as the ladder goes all the way over the. One end wedges underneath like the lip of the building, and the other end's like hanging off the building, and she's like hanging there. So it's pretty daring. Um, Obviously, she's freaking out, and uh, but uh, David goes over there to help her out. He climbs out on the ladder, and he grabs her arm, gets her up, so she's up on top, and then she like climbs over him (laughs) to get off. Yeah. And then as they get back, that's when the German guy is just sitting there waiting for him. And she spots the bag of diamonds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she spots it. And uh, he's like, I'll take that. And he, had, I think he had a gun, right? Yeah, he had a gun. Yeah. Um, But David's and like, he, no, screw that. Go ahead. Yeah, he threatened to shoot David. So David's like, well, you know. So he he throws the bag to Maddie. And yeah. he climbs back out on the, la- uh, on the ladder that's like sticking out of the building. And he's like, okay. And then she throws it back to him. And he's like, shoot me. And then if she shoots him, he's going to drop the diamonds. Right. So the old dude, which I thought was pretty ballsy, not the move I would have made, goes out on the ladder after him. Right. In real life, he just would have said, pointed the gun at Maddie and say, well, you better get back here because I'm going to shoot her. Yeah, right. Or shoot That's them both. Go happened, down and but... get the diamonds when they fall. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yes. So he goes out there. Yeah, he goes out there, and it was a little too much weight, I think, for that ladder to sustain. Um, Yeah, and it starts to bend. It starts to bend, and eventually snaps, slams into the side of the building. And his grip wasn't as good as Maddie's, so he... he The old guy. Let's go. But he does grab onto the bag of diamonds that David is also holding, so that, like... Ironically, they are both in possession of the bag of diamonds, and it's the only thing keeping this guy alive right now. Right. And David keeps telling him, he's like, 
give me your hand. Give me your, you know, climb up here, you know. And uh, the guy's just like, hold on. He's like, I can't hold on. I can't hold on. And then basically the bag rips, right? And the diamonds yeah. start spilling out, and then he falls yeah. with them. Yeah, the bag rips, but not where, not between like his hand and David's hand, like below it where all the diamonds were, and they like sprinkle <laughs> onto the guy's face. Yeah, and that's what causes him to let go. Yeah, it's not that the bag ripped and it was in two pieces and he fell to his death. It was not that. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, was the loss of the diamonds. He was yeah. like, "Screw it, they're gone now." After all this time. Yeah. So he let go. Yeah, and that was the end of the case, basically. Yeah. And then the next day, I think they're, I don't know. Oh, they he, David's at her place, and she, she's eating breakfast or something. And you know, they're in the headline of the paper. He's looking for an answer, like, "Hey, are we going to be? Uh, are we going to be partners?" Yeah. And she's like, "You know, I, I need, I need at least a day to think about this." And he's like, "All right, you know, take take a day." Yeah. He's like. Tomorrow, same time. And then that's where they, you know, back same time tomorrow. And then they open the door and all those reporters are there again. And he's like, hey, come back tomorrow, same time. We'll have an announcement. (laughs) So it's clear that he, yeah, he had called them all, you know, on both occasions. Which is genius because you want to get your name out there. Yeah, exactly. So he already got him in the paper. Now he's going to get, you know, the, let him get the scoop to uh, the whole shebang that they're going to start. Exactly. Good show, I thought. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I w- was wondering, like, did they get any kind of reward for that? I don't know if they mentioned it or not. Well, yeah, really, because who was flipping the bill for that? I don't know. Well, not even that. Just like, or did they just steal some of the diamonds? <laughs> they find, like, a couple down on the bottom? Well, they're probably, yeah. Maybe there was still <laughs> one left in the bag or something. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, this was, you know, very, I would say, I mean, this is obviously different than Remington Steel, you know? Yeah. A um, whole different kind of, well, I don't know about different vibe, because, you know, we only watched one episode. The The two first episodes of each show was a lot different. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Remington Steel changed a little bit over time, and I don't think this show did. This show was fully formed like right off the bat with this. This is the the style of the show the whole time. Um yeah. So yeah, no, I mean <laughs> it was fun to go go watch again. Uh like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. I think I did give up on the show uh like a lot of people did with based on the ratings before it ended. Oh, and I guess one of the things they had had set up um but it never got to air because I think the strike happened. But they had like a special thing that they were going to do um, with like a 3D episode. They had like some deal. I think it was with uh, Pepsi. And um, and like the maybe the Super Bowl. Hold on. I'm trying to. F- oh, shoot. Now I can't find it. The blue and red seven loving glasses. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, and um, but yeah, they never got to do it though. So they ended up. Oh no, no. So then they ended up using that 3D stuff, like the 3D glasses or whatever. They ended up. They never shipped them because of that, and then they ended up using them for something for Super Bowl. That's what it was. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that would have been interesting to see. Oh, and then someone mentioned shoot, and I don't remember who. I'm sorry. 
who said it, but someone in our comments mentioned uh, that they love uh, the episode. They did a um, Shakespeare episode. And um, that was supposed to be really good. I don't remember it. Really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, Taming of the Shoe, I think. So um, anyway, yeah. No, this is a fun show. I liked it. And uh, yeah, oh, ma- magnificently huge podcast they were talking. Yeah, Atomic Shakespeare was called is the episode. Interesting. So look for that one, and um, I think a lot of these are on YouTube, right? I saw the pilot was on YouTube. I don't know. I said, I, don't- I know it's on Daily Motion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I I thought I did see it there too. So anyway, look, you know, they're not super easy to find unless, like Mike said in the last episode. Unless you want to spend yeah. uh, two hundred dollars on the DVDs, but there's some cool right, extra. Right. It looks like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but there are there are sources if you want to find it. Yes, yes, there are. Oh, and uh, <laughs> did find a website. I showed, sent it to Mike, DavidandMaddie.com. I don't know if it's still active. I think it is, but it's a, a moonlighting fan page. Go That's check awesome. It out. They got a. They have a uh, forum, like a, um, not a forum, message board type thing, I think, or I yeah. don't know what they call. I don't know what yeah, they call those know. anymore. Do those still even around? I don't know what the kids call those. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, message forum, them. message board. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so uh, favorite part, just Mike, uh, David being a smartass or what? Yeah, yeah, that was unexpectedly pleasurable for me. I enjoyed that. <laughs> pleasurable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm no, telling you, I w- and I, I went from like borderline. I'm not gonna like this guy to, the, 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 like, it's all about him. Yeah. You know? Oh, and speaking of which, I just found, and this is never gonna work. Um, an ad. Oh, it was Coca-Cola. I'm sorry, it was not Pepsi, but on the David and Maddie page, um, they have ads. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. I'm not even going to try it right now. But the Coca-Cola <laughs> ads they supposedly found says, click the links below to play in real media. And uh, that kind of media player hasn't been around for a while, so I'm not sure. When <laughs> <I had>. There's <laughs> not even a, a player for that now. Well, it wants to, like, do you want me to open this up in QuickTime? I'm like, I don't know if yeah. this is going to, like, put a virus on me. I remember that, um, though. Real, real, a real player. You would have yeah. a real player. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, too. Back in the old days, back on my Gateway 2000 computer. No, no, it was a good episode. Um, it was good, to, fun to watch, and I'm, I'm sure we'll do another one of these again. Yeah. Um, in the future. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say except go watch the show if you didn't, if you don't remember it. Yeah, watch it. I recommend it. All right. Anything else you gotta say, Mike? That's all I got. Yeah, me too. All right. So for this episode, I used to watch this. I am Mike Forgetto. And I am Mike Sullivan. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedTheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.